Welcome to the Lisa Fisher Said Podcast. I'm Lisa Fisher, a longtime broadcaster and journalist and now a health coach based in Arkansas who's been in front of a microphone or a camera since the 1980s. I think of myself as the queen of Arkansas media. I started this podcast in 2020 to help you live a better life, and today I'm doing it with my guest. She's the clean fasting mama on social media. She's Michelle Montone, and she's lost 60 pounds with eating in a time of day that works for her. You'll get to meet her right after this. You know, one thing I've learned from the Bubba's family, the people behind David's Burgers and Jess's Chicken, is that they are always thinking of you, the parent, wondering how you can feed your kids in a healthy manner, and they're always considering people with special food and dietary needs. So that means at Jess's Chicken, Southern Kitchen, you can have things that are dairy-free. You can have options that are gluten-free. That's, you won't have the bread with it, right? Or even egg-free. And they even fry their fries separately from the other things. So there's no cross-contamination. But the other thing about Jess's Chicken, remember they're closed on Sundays so they can worship with their families. And that is they have a catering menu now that is so delicious. You can order online. You can go by and pick up. They can deliver within a 15-mile radius of the restaurant. They do need a 36-hour notice to guarantee the fulfillment of an order. But guys, if you're looking to feed more than a few people, you can do it for eight bucks a person. I recommend bumping up just a little bit to get the mac and cheese because the mac and cheese is so good. You've got the sauces, you've got the drinks, you can have the cookies all for you at Arkansas's number one chicken restaurant. It's Jess's Chicken. Guess what I'm doing, people, in January for 2023? I'm finally taking the Dutch test that I've talked about for so long, the dried urine test for comprehensive hormones, and I'm doing it through compounding at cornerstone.com. It's a pharmacy in central Arkansas, but any of my listeners can score 20% off the test. Guys, that's a big savings. That's why I've put it off. It was you know, typically a, lo- a lot more than it is, but I'm saving 20% because I went to cor- compounding at cornerstone.com and I request a test and consultation under our services. So you click our services, hormone therapy. I'm there right now looking at it and I'm getting the Dutch test. So with the Dutch test, I'm uh, going to send that in like, in a day or two. And then I'll meet with Allison. And then my provider here in Arkansas can, you know, maybe tweak my hormones or wherever you are, you can take that intel to your provider. And if you don't have one and you're in Arkansas, they can help you if you're outside of the state because of state laws, they can't do that. But you could at least have the information. We always say in functional medicine, test, don't guess, compounding at cornerstone.com. They're the people you turn to. You also get 20% off on any purchase that you find online. The magical word to put in your coupon code is Lisa, L-I-S-A, compounding at cornerstone.com. She won most talkative in high school, and she has been running her mouth ever since. Welcome to the Lisa Fisher Said Podcast with your host, Lisa Fisher. You know, it's been a while since we've I've talked to uh, any expert in the intermittent fasting field. So, Michelle, you are my expert for today. I want to hear about your journey because Clean Fasting Mama is really the best social media, you know, oh, thank you, hashtag, Lisa. Well, it's not a hashtag, your handle. But I, I love the fact that you include the clean fast in it. So, the tell, so that makes me think there was a time you weren't clean fasting. Actually, quite the contrary. Um, so... Basically, I found out about intermittent fasting through the book Delay, Don't Deny by Jen Stevens. And so because of that, I was clean fasting from the start. But I had a lot of people coming at me saying that they were fasting and this and that. And I'm like, but you're drinking Coke Zero all day, you know. So I, I did. I fasted clean straight from the start. Tell me when you started your journey. I started my journey in January of 2020, and I was pretty much at my lowest point in life, um, mentally, physically. Um, I was probably nearing 200 pounds. I'm 5'3", and I was super uncomfortable. I was having a ton of health issues, and I had done tons of diets, so many diets. Um, I've been dieting since I was 16, 
about 16 years old. And since I had my babies, you know, in my early 30s, I began to gain more weight and it just became kind of like, oh, you're getting older. This is to be expected to happen to you. I went to a lot of doctors for my health issues. Not one mentioned weight. Not one mentioned nutrition. Not one. Right. Mm-hmm. So um, basically I started January 24th, 2020. And um, I have not looked back since. <laughs> then, a, then a pandemic hit. And that's when people say they gained all this weight because they were relying on the booze and the carbs yeah. and the other yeah. things. So what sure. were you doing when your peers on your cul-de-sac were saying, let's have wine night at 7 or 8 p.m. And you're thinking, I closed my window, girls. I'm not doing uh, that. How did you handle that? Well, listen, I, you know, I think when COVID came out and every everybody was flipping their lids uh, and we were on lockdown, I think we all went through the same stress in our own unique ways. But when that hit, I had lost about 10 pounds at that point. I was about 54-ish days in. Okay. And so I got super worried, and that was stressing me out even more. I'm like, I've made progress. I'm super happy with the progress I've made, and now we have a pandemic. I'm surely going to gain this back, and I'm surely going to fail, but... I just said, you know, I'm going to do whatever I can every day as long as I do any, any kind of fast, whether it's 12 hours, whether it's 16, 18, whatever, keep it clean, clean fast every day. And in my windows, I gave myself what I needed. If it was booze, I drank the booze. If it was a cookie, I ate the cookie. And I was up seven pounds after here in Florida, we were able to come out and the kids went back to school, I had gained seven pounds. And I was like, okay, I'm just going to keep going and see what happens. And then we were getting into summer. And that's when the real like bulk of the weight just shed off. And I met my goal in October, nearing the end of October of 140 pounds. So in 10 months, you lost almost 60 pounds? Pretty much. Wow. And you even had a little weight gain. You had you had yeah, an uptick yeah. and then a downtick and, and it all yeah. resolved. Yep. You know, you're saying a lot of things that if anyone's read Jen's book, uh, Delay Don't Deny, um, much of this resonates in that you're saying, I delayed my gratification, but I didn't deny myself during that time. And yes. so here we are three years in, you know, it's almost 2023. Um, you're about to have your third fasting birthday. Has anything mm-hmm. changed with the way you eat or approach food or your windows? Or are you still about the same? Well, um, so it, it's kind of all over the place, but in general. So when I hit my goal, I did lose a little bit more after that. Um, I think the lowest number I saw was about 135. Um, I haven't seen that in a little while. I, I hover around 140, but you know, just like anything, this is life. You're going to go up a little, you're going to go down a little. You have to expect that once you hit maintenance. But my protocol when I was losing was Monday through Friday, I did at least two to three 20-hour fasts. And then every other day, I kept it around 19 hours in during the week, Monday through Friday. And then Saturday and Sunday, I would aim for about an 18-hour window with a six-hour eating window. Or 18-hour fast, six-hour eating window, I'm sorry. Um, And so I kind of just evolved. I started very slow, and I think that's where a lot of people fall short and fall off the wagon, so to speak, is that they try to bite off too much too soon. Um, Working up to a longer fast is always my best advice. But, yeah, it's, uh, it's been quite the journey. What was your longest or what has been your longest fast? I have only, I'm, some people do like overnight fasts. I just, I'm not into that at all. Um, I support people in my group who do, um, up to 42 hours. However, the longest fast I've done is about 25 hours. I, I just find myself, I can't sleep. I get way too energetic. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. At night. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's really hard. And I would say I've only done a few 42 hour fasts. I did do a five day fast last summer therapeutically because mm-hmm. my doctor thought he saw a precancerous adenoma in my colon. It was not. So I was doing mm-hmm. it for the autophagy, yeah. right? Because I'm, I'm at the weight I'm going to be probably until I'm pushing daisies. So, but with that, I would say anytime I did an overnight fast, the hardest time was 20 hour 25. And I've heard other people say that there's something very challenging in your brain that you're going, I I can't do it again. We don't win any medals. You know, you're, you, you still lost 60 pounds. You didn't have to do it. So I want people to hear that you don't, we're not wanting you to be suffer discomfort in order to lose the weight we want you to be comfortable as you do this so it's a way of life a way of eating and you're you don't have diet brain because diet brain says well you have to do more you have to go further no you don't you still lose 60 pounds in 10 months and you're killing it there in florida so uh, you've done absolutely the right thing and you don't i give you permission to never have anything more than 25 hours Thank you. Um, and and I, I don't feel the need, I really don't feel the need for it. I Good. like yesterday I did 20 hours by accident because I was chaperoning a field trip and you know, you're just so busy, busy with the children and stuff. And I, distractions are my number one, you know, key to getting through a fast. Yes. But you know, I do now about in my maintenance, you know, I'm in, I've been in maintenance a while. So I, I do about one 20 hour fast a week. And, um, other than that, I, I aim for 18, 19 hours a day and about a five hour eating window. Uh, Jen says that she felt like, and I think she may have talked about that in fast feast repeat that she yeah. felt like her sweet spot was just a five hour eating window. Mm-hmm. She goes, but that could mean a longer fast on this side, maybe mm-hmm. a shorter fast on that side. But she goes, if I kept it in five hours and Dr. Bird Herring, who wrote, Um, the five-hour diet, the original five-hour diet and appetite correction, Mm -hmm. both in both books, he and I find him online, it's a little harder. He presents the Mm -hmm. science that there is something kind of magical about a five-hour eating window. And that's very respectable. It is because I find myself and I still, even after almost three years, I'm still on my app hitting my timer because it just gives me a sense of like control and accountability. But if I find myself hitting that, you know, I'm, I'm like, oh, I'm starting to feel sluggish. It's like, oh, it's been five and a half hours. That's why. I'm going to go ahead and close up now. Oh. You know, and so I, I just close up. And I, I do prefer, like, to be done eating for the day by 5 o'clock. Yeah. I just, that's the way I like it. Well, you know, Dr. Fung talks about that. Dr. Ben Mm -hmm. Bickman, who wrote Why We Get Sick, they both uh, just on their social media this week, hearing Mm -hmm. them say, you know, we all have the shorter sunlight hours um, because the Earth's... Oh, I saw that post, yeah. Yeah, and they were saying that, you know, it's challenging if you can get your food in before the sun sets, Mm -hmm. which in Arkansas right now, and by the time this airs, it'll be around 5 or 5.15, it's challenging. Mm -hmm. They said that's best for your circadian rhythm, but there yes. are a lot of people who I counsel who don't get home from work till 530. They don't yeah, start cooking. Sure. Till, so I understand that. And you have mm-hmm. to, that's the great thing about fasting. There's not a right or wrong way, except a wrong way is a dirty fast. Yeah. I will. 100%. I will, I will die on that hill to say that you are sabotaging your success by drinking the Coke Zero all day because you're really making it harder. Oh, gosh. I mean, anyone out there listening, please, if you are doing anything but drinking a clean, fast beverage, meaning black coffee, water, plain water, plain seltzer water, you know, um, plain black tea or green tea, those are your clean fasting beverages. When in doubt, leave it out. Yeah. And, And the thing that I like to, the story I like to tell a little bit, it's a short one. My cousin had caught on to my fasting and she needed to lose some weight. And she called me um, one day and said, I've been fasting for, you know, I don't know how many months. I didn't even know. And I haven't lost any weight and I feel like crap and I'm just struggling. I'm white knuckling. And I said, well, let me ask you, because she never asked me anything about it. I go, what are you drinking when you wake up now? Just black coffee, water? Like, what do you drink until you eat? I drink Coke Zero all day. I go, oh my gosh. <laughs> okay. I'm like, you need to stop that. 
And she was open and fine with it. And she goes, yeah. that's it? You know, she was just, she didn't know. And so she stopped. And then she called me about two months later and said she dropped 30 pounds. Oh, oh my God. Oh, my gosh. That is people how much need to, it was People need her. to hear this. That this mm-hmm. is, there is truth. So, okay. So you and I know the science of it. She was releasing insulin. Insulin mm-hmm. is a fat storing hormone, even though there are zero calories. Your body thinks flavor, you release insulin, mm-hmm. and then you hold on to this insulin. You can't tap into your fat stores. You can't tap into your fat stores until your insulin yeah. is low. That's that right. is unbelievable. Yeah. She, you know, it, it was funny because I'm like, I know her so well. She's working out. She's doing all the right other things. Yep. So once she starts clean fasting, this is going to totally come off fast. And I was right, you know, and now she's totally into it. And you know, it is a lifestyle. You have to adopt it as your lifestyle. I would say that that small component is such a huge hurdle for weight loss because that that is probably, and it's also the people, Michelle, which I respect them. They get a little glimpse or they see it here on social media. They hear about it here. Mm-hmm. So they take what they know and go, oh, I'm not going to eat for this many hours. But they really don't do the deep dive to know. But this means just water unsweetened tea, black coffee, green tea, you know, or sparkling water during that time, because those are the ones that will often stop me on the street and go, now I've been doing that fasting because I've heard you talk about it, but girl, I, I, I'm stuck at this weight. I've got 15 uh, to lose. And the, the best question to ask is, what are you drinking in the morning? Because <laughs> right. most times they'll say, I just put a, here's, this is it. I put a just splash a of cream. I put a splash. It's just a splash. <laughs> it is just a splash. You know how many times I've heard that too? But it's yeah. just a splash of, of almond milk or whatever. Almond and milk. Right. How could that? Yeah, I said, is milk, is it have fat in it? Yes, it's a food. You're putting food. food into your drink and you're, then your body expects what? Food. More food. Doesn't it make you, haven't you sometimes, and this has happened to me, one time I, I drink, uh, I'm not a coffee drinker, so sometimes in the morning I might drive through a place and get unsweetened tea. You have to yell <laughs> that at them at the window. Yes. Because they, most of the world drinks sweetened beverages. Yes. So when I drive through and I, one time she gave me the McDonald's, you know, it's a buck seven and I gave it to her and I put it up here. You know, you can feel the sweet when it's, you can smell it mm-hmm. and you, I had no place to spit it. So I swallowed it. I was hungry within 20 minutes. Oh, of course. And I'm sure you had a physical response as well, right? Totally. Totally. Yeah. Totally. I one time had this t- where I thought I was new to fasting and I was I was going to delay my dinner, I remember. So I was maybe about a year or two in. I, I, my fasting birthday was November 24th. I started in 2017. Okay. So, you know, I've, I've been doing this a while, but the yeah, first year or so. I was just going to delay my meal because I was going to do one really big meal with a dessert, a glass of wine, all the things. Mm -hmm. And so I'd driven through, I'd been watching my grandbabies and it was one o'clock, but I wasn't going to eat dinner till five. And I could, Mm -hmm. it was, it was, it'd been easy. And so she said, I said, I'd like an unsweet nice tea, please. She goes, would you like some raspberry flavoring? And she said to me, it's got no calories. So in my brain, I went, okay. Uh, within 20 minutes I left there I was shaking like this I was sweating I felt nauseated oh yeah that I I was going to the mall to get some lipstick that I had to go to like a Chick-fil-a and get some protein yeah I just said I need some grilled chicken on my hand (laughs) you know you're like just give me protein (laughs) I needed some protein because I felt so bad and then I went, oh, the raspberry flavoring. My brain thought raspberry cake was incoming. So it ushered all this insulin. It was doing its job. Yeah. And it lowered, it pushed my ins- my glucose down too low that I felt sick. So never again. But anyone listening, if you're in the morning doing that splash of cream, that splash of almond milk, it <laughs> is putting a, a dent into your success. Okay, so when you start in 2020, so in 2019 is when I think the medical science science journals in, in the world of medicine started yes. recognizing that yeah. intermittent fasting. I think Harvard or the Journal of... New England Mer- Journal of Medicine. Yeah, New England Journal mm-hmm. of Medicine. I think that was like in December of 2019 yeah. mm-hmm. that it, it gave the thumbs up. So then on the Today Show or one of those morning shows, Hoda Kotb... And um, 
the Bush granddaughter, they said they were fasting. And so I think they said, so I'm drinking my, um, they put, said, I just put a little stevia in my drink in the morning. And then I have 50 calories. They said 50 calories is, you can have 50 calories in the morning. And I remember Jen Stevens, when she was doing her intermittent fasting podcast, then pulling her hair out saying, please don't listen to them. Please stop. You're just sabotaging your weight loss success. And it, so this is what, when did you realize, Michelle, this isn't about calories. It's about insulin. When did that (laughs) light bulb go off? Um, Pretty quickly, actually, because I I armed myself with a lot of knowledge first before I started. Um, Reading the books is 100%. When I say the books, I'm talking about Jin's books, Feast, Fast, Repeat, or Fast, Feast, Repeat, and Delay, Don't Deny. Once I read Delay, Don't Deny, I feel like the light bulb went Mm -hmm. off. But it wasn't until I hit appetite correction Oh, and I switched from my glue, you know, from just burning down glucose every day to actually burning down your glucose and then hit tapping into those fat stores every single day, otherwise mm. known as ketosis, right? which we naturally go into every day through intermittent fasting. I remember so, yeah. Jen addressing that. She said, you don't have to be on a ketogenic diet to reach ketosis. <laughs> she said, you start producing ketones. She said it around hour 12. And I think Fung may have said that too. I can't, you know, I've heard so much in my, it's, in my day. Um, yeah. But it, it, she said, because I had a baked potato yesterday and I know I'm in ketosis today and it was after 12 hours. So yeah. that's a magical time. I think appetite correction, I was not prepared for it. I was not prepared mm. for going to my birthday dinner six yeah. weeks in. And sitting down and again, kind of having my splurge mm-hmm. of a glass of wine, my birthday cake, mm-hmm. the steak, the uh, spinach madeleine, yeah. and then a few bites into it, I just went, I, I can't eat anymore. They were like, Mom, are you okay? And I went, I don't right. know. I can't. Like, I, it, right. Mom, mom's never missed a right. food on her plate. And it's this time where your brain says, drop the fork. You're done. Yeah. Yeah, it's that it's that knowing like to be able to tap into your satiety signals. Yeah. Because through fasting, we are able to listen so much easier to our body. So oh, yeah. when you hit appetite correction, your your body, like when you hit that, I think Jen calls it the sigh. You know, when you're it is eating a and you're like, <gasps> Yes. <sighs> okay, well, that is my sign. I'm full. Isn't that amazing? And so I will rarely eat very much more after the sigh. Even more important than knowing when to stop eating is knowing that your cravings are going to change over time. That's part of the yeah. appetite correction. Like That's so a good you're point. you might have craved cheeseburgers before intermittent fasting as your treat or your, you know, whatever your go-to. And you know, now it's, you know, avocado toast or something like I, I it, it's, it really does. My taste buds have yes. totally changed. Um, a man that I've coached, he's a celebrated chef in the state of Arkansas. He lost a hundred pounds pretty quickly and wow. celebrated chef, like cooks yeah. for presidents, governors, you name it. He's at a country wow. club in Arkansas. And he said all of us, he'd been obese since like he was 15 and he's 60 now and he Mm -hmm. called me about three months into intermittent fasting and he lost like 80 pounds in about three months he just oh my goodness he had a lot he needed to lose yeah yeah it happened yeah yeah and so he called me maybe about three or four months in and he said damn you lisa fisher and i'm like what (laughs) he said i'm craving brussels sprouts (laughs) <laughs> he said, I've been a chef for 45 years and I've never eaten one. He goes, isn't that funny? Can't, can't get enough of them. I said, and he's the one that always tells me he, cause he now tells, cause people come to him and go, what have you done? Sensei, yeah. tell us. And he always says, just listen to your body. And yeah. I don't, I didn't know what that meant then because my mm. body was telling me so many things but it was telling me things that it, I didn't know. Like I thought it was telling me to eat more but I needed to eat less. It was telling, I mm-hmm. thought it was telling me to eat more often. It was telling me to eat less often. So once you get into this groove, this 
hand in glove kind of that you're talking about that you're at your five hour window or whatever's magical mm-hmm. for you. Your sweet spot. Yeah. Your sweet spot. Then you wake up and go, I, I don't need to overeat. That's why holiday time doesn't freak me out. I'm not worried about a holiday weight gain. Yeah, you've been through some holidays since then. Probably didn't gain any weight. Nope. I've actually lost weight over the holidays. Not not this year because we're not totally through it. But <laughs> right. last year I lost a few pounds probably just from stress. <laughs> like, Well, you know what I think it is too? Because we know Dr. Fung explains this. I think Jen does too. Yes, she has. The more we eat, the higher our metabolic rate goes up. Not mm-hmm. that I'm denying myself food, mm-hmm. but I don't. I don't think I eat as much as I did till 2017. Yeah. So those. That's why I think you do so well on weekends. You may eat more in that six-hour window. Oh, I totally do. And that's what keeps your metabolism yeah. in, in tip-top shape. But that is yeah. a total paradigm shift from what we've been told. Absolutely. Jenny Craig told us to eat 1,200 calories, and that was it. Yeah. Well. Exactly. I, I cringe. I cringe. I, yeah. I recently joined a gym, not a regular gym, and I never even thought I would be back in the gym, but it's in, um, there are little saunas that hold like three people and you do an infrared hot sauna workout. Awesome. They're like 30 minutes and the awesome. cardio's 15 minute classes. Anyways, it's been like, it's really, wow. Holy smokes. I highly recommend it. Good. But they have this thing called diet tracks, right? Uh. And uh, it basically wants you to track the calories you burn during your workout. And then there's a leaderboard. Whoever burns the most, like, wins something. I don't know. And then, you know, the owner of the, of the franchise will come on before your workout and say, don't, you know, if you're a level seven at diet tracks, you've burnt the most calories and blah, blah, blah. And it just, like, uh, I'm like, this is just so, so frustrating, like, if they just knew, because calories are dead. They're, they're come on, you know it, just, right? Right, I totally know it. But <laughs> what what you're saying is something. It's like it's an inside joke for us. We we yeah. listen to that and scoff, but still the world is chasing everybody with their Apple Fitness watches. My mm-hmm. son the other day said, "Mom, why don't you have an Apple Fitness watch?" <laughs> And he's the one that taught me about intermittent fasting in 2017. Mm-hmm. So he has my same thinking, but he uses it for other things yeah. with movement and sleep. He's, yeah. It's kind of a biohacking thing for yeah. him. And I said, because I don't want people coming to me going, how many calories did you burn in Pilates? <laughs> or how many? Because I said, it doesn't matter. He goes, mom, you could look beyond that. I go, I can't. I don't want, I don't want that dinging in my ear. And another thing. Yeah. So there's a businesswoman that I know who owns um, a fitness facility and super smart in the way she runs her business. One time she said, Lisa, what you ought to do is what I do with my girls in my club is I, I put them in a competition in <laughs> January. Whoever yeah. loses the most and, you know, and they mm-hmm. hand in their ca- caloric count for the day. And I said, mm-hmm. that is not anything near my thinking. No. I don't want anyone to have diet brain around me. I don't want anyone <sighs> to look at a calorie around or my clients around me because it doesn't work long term. We know that the Minnesota look up the Minnesota starvation experiment in the 1940s yeah. and yeah. you'll see it. Ansel Keys had erroneous as many things he published was erroneous in our look at calories and that we will cut off our own hand in order to get food because hunger wins. Yeah. And so don't course. you see now you don't have the hunger you did back when you ate more often. No. Oh, absolutely not. Absolutely not. I mean, listen, I, I know when to expect the feeling of being hungry in my day. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I've been fasting almost three years. I still wake up every day around 12, 13 hours fast. And I get the feeling of hunger. Okay. Because for 38 years, I woke up and (laughs) ate every day. We were told breakfast, most important Mm -hmm. meal of the day, right? Mm -hmm. My mother wouldn't even let me leave the house until I had breakfast. So... Yeah, I expect it at 12, and then I also expect it around 16, and then I'm fine and then until the end. And then I open my window, I give myself what I'm craving, which is as I'm getting a little older now, I've, I, I crave protein a lot. I'm not keto Good. at all, but yeah. I'm focusing more on my protein intake. I, I'm not trying to be like count your macros or anything like that. Right. I eat carbs. 
Um, I don't deny myself pretty much anything, um, but I am very picky with quality. Like I won't eat like just anything. Uh, It's, it's like, I can't eat fast food anymore. It just doesn't like me. (laughs) I can't really drink wine anymore. It doesn't like me. No, it's not not to say I don't like a cocktail sometimes, you know, right. I am so excited. This is the month that one of my friends, she's my hairstylist, who is using Akel's Carpet One for new flooring. It's the thing that sometimes parents have to, you know, kind of pull the trigger because you've got humans at home and you might, well, in her case, have cats that pee on the carpet. So she's ripping it up and she will have the new luxury vinyl plank in her home installed by Akel's Carpet One. I know this, Akel's Carpet One right here, floor and home in central Arkansas will beat the big box store prices. To me, I kind of buried the lead in that. I should have told you that first, but that's something you need to know. They will beat the big box store prices. They are outstanding with the customer service. She couldn't believe it, uh, Leah, the hairdresser. She couldn't believe it that they remove all the furniture and um, remove the old carpet and then lay down the new flooring because she has carpet now lay down the new flooring and it's all going to be done i think she said in a day it sounds crazy but that's how efficient they are at akel's carpet one they know that time is something that's very valuable to you and money so they know that the price needs to come down and you'll get the best deal and the best service and you know an Akel is involved check out their new and redesigned and fancy store in Maumel Akelscarpet1.com ask about zero percent financing for 18 months Hey friends, just a quick little interruption as you're learning on the Lisa Fisher Said podcast. And that is you can learn more. You can learn more about intermittent fasting if you go to my website, lisafishersaid.com slash academy. I just dropped an online course to take you through kind of A to Z of intermittent fasting. Even if you've done it in the past or you're not really, don't feel like you have your PhD in it, this is a great way to access the knowledge that I've learned because everything I present to you is scientific. That's right. You can start learning about fasting and in 28 days, you can master the course and be on your way to a life free of many of the conditions that we talk about when you're metabolically unfit. Link is in the show notes, but it's lisafishersaid.com slash academy. Yeah, we definitely get pickier um, with Chef Jamie says that. And Jen says that whether it's window worthy, that mm. I would just pass because I know my body would thank me if I had longer hours to fast and reach deeper in autophagy. If if I skip that drive through that the, the family's going through, I, I go, yeah. I'll be fine, you know. No, I, I, I totally do that. Like I'll be driving through Chick-fil-A or something with my kids and, yeah. you know, picking them something up to eat real quick. And I mean, last night I did have a Chick-fil-A salad, you know, once in a while it happens because yeah. I had no time yesterday. But usually I'll skip and pass, especially if it's like a McDonald's or something like that, because I know whatever I'm going to eat there that I open my fa- uh, eating window with, I'm going to feel terrible afterwards. I know. I, I mean, it hits me like a ton of bricks. Yeah. And I just feel lethargic. Sometimes I get a headache. Like yeah, it's not, it's just not, not a good feeling. It. Not worth um, it. Okay. So in 2020, then, so you cleaned up the way you ate. Did you start then with an 18 and six? Is that what you were saying? Um, I start, actually, I started super slow. Like I started okay. about 14 hour fast when good. I first started my um, intermittent fasting. Cause I would, I didn't want to set myself up for failure. I wanted to try something shorter to see if I could even do it because I was the type type of person that, you know, I ate every three hours, like a baby, oh, you know, me too. I carried snacks in my purse me too. for me, not my kids. Yeah. For me. Right. <laughs> right. And I mean, and my kids, but that's how my mentality was. So I'm like, let me just take a, you know, I'm going to just bite off a little piece and see if I can do it. So I, I did the 14, that was super easy. So the next day, I went for 15. That was pretty easy too. And then I kind of rolled into the 16 hour within like about a week and a half or so. And that was very, very doable. I felt really great with it. I Within a, a month, my face went from being like to like yeah. just immediately, you know, you see it 
come down in the face, the inflammation immediately yeah. decreases immediately. Yeah. And then right. you pee a lot more the first month because oh, gosh. as you become more insulin sensitive and yeah. let, yes, you lose insulin, resi- insulin resistance makes you hold on to fluid. And then when you become more insulin sensitive, you eliminate waste quickly mm-hmm. and including you urinate more. So the first oh, month, yeah. some people will say, that's like one of the first things they notice. And they always say, because I meet with my cl- my group clients for five weeks straight. And on mm-hmm. the fifth week, it's like day 28. They mm-hmm. then weighed that day, kind of like Jen does yeah. in mm-hmm. um, Fast Feast Repeat. Mm-hmm. And every time they say, oh my gosh, after a month, I noticed that I have jaws again. Or my clavicle, Your I collar see shoulders, bones. Yeah. collarbones. Yeah. And I said, it's just that inflammation just decreasing, whether no matter how much weight you've had to lose. So if you, we start looking at things and I bet you have in root cause, because that's what it's kind of had me shine the spotlight into my health as to what was my root cause. Why was I, why was I holding on to weight? Now I Mm. went through men, you know, it was probably mine was premenopause or perimenopause at that time. My thyroid Mm. died 20 years Mm -hmm. ago, but after each child, I noticed, you know, I would lose the weight, but then I would have a few pounds, you know. Stuff like that. Mm. So what do you think? Do you think you had PCOS? Do you think you were uh, pre-diabetic? What do you think your root cause was? So I, like I said, I had been to so many doctors. So I had gotten tested for all those things. I Mm -hmm. did. I thought I had something going on, Mm -hmm. you know, hormonally maybe with thyroid. I was convinced I had a thyroid issue. I checked out 100% fine. And so the root cause I feel was simply hormonal. Because Mm -hmm. after I had my kids, that's when the weight really started to pack Mm -hmm. on. I got super stressed and busy. I was a, you know, stay-at-home mom with uh, two kids under three. (laughs) They were both still in diapers at first, and Mm -hmm. it was stressful. And I would eat their leftovers. I would eat crap, you know, just I would drive through wherever Mm -hmm. and pick up whatever, shove it in my mouth and go. Or, you know, I would pour my coffee in the morning and I pour my whatever that stuff is, international delight flavored creamer. (laughs) I put all that in, you know, it was like a milkshake basically. And I drink that in the morning first thing. And then I'd have like whatever I thought was healthy. I don't even know, maybe like a bowl of oatmeal. But my point is I would just be eating the whole day long into the night and then alcohol became a real crutch for me because of the stress. At the end of the day, I'm like, oh, I need a glass of wine. And I literally, at my worst, I would just down an entire bottle, not at one sitting, but in one night, I'd be like, oh, I just finished that bottle of mm-hmm. wine by myself. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. Uh, that's not okay. <laughs> um, so yeah, it was, it was the booze. It was hormones. It was just the constant snacking. It was a lot of things. Well, I don't have good news for you because <laughs> doing the math, you might be about 38, 39, 40, right? You're, I'm 41. You're gonna, okay. You're going to have to chase the hormones even more now because I know. perimenopause. I'm I in wish, perimenopause already. Okay. I'm in early already. Peri. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. They yeah. say that most women are, we just didn't, unless you're really looking, um, that that's when things start to shift. That's when you start mm-hmm. waking up at 3 a.m. That's when you have to wake up in the middle of the night to pee. That's mm-hmm. when, you know, yeah. or, uh, your periods get heavier and things. Oh, yeah. And I wasn't on time because I'm 60. So I wasn't on top of it at 41. I started noticing in my mid forties that I wasn't sleeping through the night, but I did morning radio for years and I got up mm-hmm. at three forty-five. So my husband mm-hmm. would go, so you get up at three, what's 45 minutes. I'd go everything, <laughs> everything know? at that yes. time. Right. And so that's when I, that was, I was about 45, probably about 15 years ago that healthcare provider said to me, I think you need progesterone. So have you started yeah. progesterone? Have you started pursuing that? Um, I looked into it and they did try me on a progesterone only birth control bill. And I, it was a terrible experience. Yeah, I, I, my body just didn't yeah. want yeah. it. I free, like I, every aspect of bad came out of that. So I yeah. stopped it. Then they tried a, a low dose of estrogen, a birth control pill to try to balance yeah. things out. Mm-hmm. That didn't work. That was just as horrible as it was when I took it in my twenties. Um, so at this point I'm trying really hard to 
use fasting to balance my hormones, but not just fasting. It's really what I'm eating too. So the more and more research I'm doing, it's basically saying that I'm not getting enough protein. Right. And so for the past 10 days, I'm not a track your, you know, like I said, I'm not a track your food kind of person. I hate that. But I just wanted to do a little experiment because I had this sneaking suspicion because I'm not a huge red meat eater that I was not getting enough protein. And sure as anything, you know, after my first day of tracking, I'm like, I'm getting like 40 grams in a day. Yeah. That is like nowhere near where I, I like I, my, my goal every day is 100 grams. And, and you can even bump up to 140. They're saying one gram per pound. Yeah. That's a lot though. I don't know. I'm, I weigh 150. I can't get in 150 grams it's very of protein difficult. a day. But if you can get to 100, that's a great goal. I feel so much better, Lisa, since I've been getting... I believe like, it. You know, I don't always hit the 100 mark, but I come really dang close every day. And so... I believe it. I'm about, I don't know, 10, two weeks in now of tracking, and I... Total, total difference. And adding in my workouts now, I'm starting to actually see muscle definition. I feel stronger. Yeah. I don't feel as lethargic. So, yeah. Um, I would say protein... Uh, that's the one thing I didn't know either in my 40s to increase that um, yeah. and to abandon. I mean, anyone will tell you, Dave Asprey, others will say, abandon any vegan and vegetarian pursuits for women, perimenopausal women, and then beyond because our bodies need so much of it. The one thing I would have you look into, and I know you're not asking me my advice, but just because I've walked that path, yeah, is sure. to look at the the bioidentical hormone replacement progesterones. Um, do you use the kind that you like put in your skin or? Well, I do that. Here's my testosterone. That one is the transdermal, but, um, the progesterone I take through capsules that are, uh, done from my cornerstone. Cornerstone does compounding pharmacy. Oh, you're compounding. Yeah. Yes. Uh, for the progesterone, there is one that may be big pharma cells, but I'm afraid it's synthetic. And so you just, yeah, I know. I People can't see. She just made the face like, ew, no, stop. You, David, <laughs> David. Um, you, so, David. Oh, thing. I like you got that yeah, reference. <laughs> right. I mean, that's what, that's the face you made. You were like, that was, yeah, David. the ew, David face. Um, yep. <laughs> yes. And so then I do um, estradiol in a pellet about the size of a piece of rice that's mm. put in my butt cheek. So it takes me uh-huh. several ways. But this yeah. thing, look, it's all working fine. You look you know, amazing. I feel, I like, thank did you. Did you see my face when you said you're 60? I was like, <laughs> what? Well, <laughs> that cannot be. I would say fasting has a lot to do with anti-aging. Yes, and so even all the healthcare people, even in the health space of facial, you know, plastic surgeons are saying high insulin ages you. Mm-hmm. Lower your, everybody listening, lower your insulin. It's pretty and simple. And that's Right. How many times a day, you know, how off, how long your eating window is. That's one thing. Mm-hmm. But lowering your insulin uh, definitely helps with anti-aging. And then hormone replace, bioidentical hormone replacement therapy does the same thing. Yeah, I will have to check with my OBGYN. I'm coming up on my, my annual. So I, you know, I feel like my symptoms are getting better. Uh, but I am waking up at like 3 a.m., 4 a.m. Like, I've never been and- a good sleeper, though. So I, I'm not really affected by it. I go to bed at like 9.30. <laughs> I have two little Good. kids. So I'm just... Good. By 9.30, 10 o'clock, I am done-zo. Good. When I was getting up at 3.45, um, I remember my... And I was mm, in my 40s, you know, 50s. I remember my functional medicine healthcare provider said, you're not going to like this, but you get up at 3.45, I want you to go to bed at 7.45. Huh? Like my, my kids would read me good night moon while I'd suck my thumb and go night, night. I mean, it was, it was still light outside. I was like the kid going, but mommy, it's light outside. Right. I wow. had to do that. To, and that was before I was fasting and doing some yeah. other bio, it's biohacking is really what yeah, it is. Sure. And it's working with your circadian rhythm, but it was oh, yeah. very challenging. So now I try to do 10 to 530 or 10 to six. Yeah. I try, I still try to get eight hours. I feel but, like 10 to six is like the perfect sleep for me. 10 to 6, I'm like, yes. Yeah, Yeah, me too. Um, Okay, let's talk about then any challenges you've kind of faced in the last few years. Like, 
has there been a real stressful time that you lost a loved one or you moved or you had another baby? Those things also uh, will affect your cortisol, which affects your insulin resistance. 100%. And you know, Lisa, thank you so much for asking. That's a super important question because people think that just because I lost a bunch of weight and, you know, I've kept it off this long that like I have nothing that happens in my life that's stressful and nothing, my yeah. weight never goes up or, or whatever. So, um, in 2021, I, so to give you a little backstory, I broke my tailbone when I was 21 and oh, I have had crazy. lower back issues ever since, but nothing oh. too crazy. Right. So, I was standing in my kitchen one day and my oldest son, who is super just all boy, running around, <laughs> have, you know, playing with his brother, he, by accident, totally comes running into my lower back and I was like, oh, and I just felt it and my back went out and so I ended up, you know, getting an MRI and mm. lo and behold, you know, I have a 10 millimeter bulging disc in my lower lumbar pressing on a nerve. I had pain going down the backs of my legs. My, oh my, my feet were not just in pain, but like my toes would go numb. Oh it my. was, it was a mess. And so I went through months of trying to use physical therapy. I was yeah. from neurosurgeon to neurosurgeon. I had mm -hmm. three different neurosurgeons ready to do spinal surgery on me. <gasps> now I was fasting this whole time. I, every okay. day I just put in a, the, the best effort I could, you know, Good. I was fasting every day. Um, but I was not going to accept it. I was not accepting. I, you know, you're not operating on my spine unless it is 100% needed. So I went and got a fourth opinion. <laughs> wow. Um, it's important to know the first three doctors I saw didn't have a lot of surgery experience. So they, at the end of the day, they just wanted you on their, on their operating table. Oh my gosh. Right. No, thank so you. So I go to a doctor no. who's had tons of experience. He's, you know, highly rated. He looks at me and at that point, Lisa, I had found this compression belt. It's called the sacrospinal belt. And yes. it kind of like helped with my nerve pain. And I would wear it, I would wear it all day from the time I woke up to the time I went to bed. And I was about a week into wearing this belt and my pain level had gone from like a nine every day to like a four within a wow. week. And I'm like, is this like a magic belt or something? So I asked him, I'm like, this belt is really working. And I, he goes, let me see you stand up. I want to like physically examine. And so I'm standing there. And he goes, why would I operate on you? He goes, look at you. You're standing up. He goes, are you having any pain when I do this or that or this or that? Or if you bend over, do this. I did all his tests. I was fine. And he goes, why in the world would I operate on you? He goes, keep doing what you're doing. Good he goes, I don't, he goes I, I don't, he goes, I don't want you to, he goes, I like you, but I don't ever want to see you again. <laughs> like, yeah. I wish, I hope I never right. see you again. Right. You know, so I'm so glad that I took that step and not just took what the first doctor oh. or the second doctor said on surface level, I would have been in the spinal surgery. And guess what? I'm fine now. And, I'm able to you, work out. Do you know people who have the surgeries are often yeah. in pain until they die? Yep, exactly. That's why I was trying to avoid it like the plague. So tell me about this compression belt. Did it compress? Did it bring, reduce the inflammation around the disc? Is it still bulging? Oh, yeah, it'll be there for the rest of my life. And I, you know, wow. I have little like spurts of where I'm like, ooh, you know, or I don't like I have to modify some exercises. But the compression belt, basically, you wear it on your, you don't wear it on your waist, you have to wear it on your hips. So it looks a little weird at first, because you kind of have to put it a little tight. And I was a little bit like, oh, man, I feel I look a little strange, but I didn't care. I wasn't in pain anymore. And yep. my, the nerve pain was gone. And I'm like, this is, I don't care. Like, I'll put this thing on forever. I ended up wearing it pretty much, not 24 hours a day, just all the my waking hours for about, let's see, from August to about February, I wore, wore it. And then I started to lessen the time of, you know, that I wore it. I didn't want to become so dependent on it. And then after a while, I just was able to lose it. And I haven't really, I don't really wear it unless I know I'm going to be like walking around Disney World all day or something like that. Uh -huh. Yeah. So uh, I 
I don't know what it is. I've done tons of physical therapy, acupuncture, um, and now I'm strength training through Good. my own like body weight and um, resistance training. Good. So. Um, today in Pilates, I heard the instructor saying uh, bulging discs. There were certain met. There was some whatever we were doing. She's it may hurt or hinder. It was something with the bulging disc. So it, it's the first time I thought, oh, that could really make things worse, or maybe it does improve it. Does Pilates make that kind of stuff better? You know what's funny? I did Pilates for years in my 20s and into my early 30s. I was like a Pilates fanatic. I, I love it. I love Pilates. But now I find, because my gym does have a Pilates class, and I'm, a, I'm, I'm scared to take it because there's a lot of, like, you know, you're sitting on your sits bones a lot. Yes, that's what that, we're doing like, today. position, you know? That was it. Mm-hmm. I can't sit like that. Okay. <laughs> I simply cannot. Yeah. So um, I do other things to strengthen my core. Um, I'm always trying to focus whatever exercise I'm doing. I'm focusing on my core. And it is helping. Is it helping as fast as something like Pilates would? Probably not. But I have to know my limitations because I don't ever want to be where I was no. with my oh, pain. pain. Yeah. People who suffer in pain are the people that I have the most empathy for because we, it's a bad. lot of times you don't yeah. see it. You can't no. see it on them, but but you were suffering. Um, with the 60 pound weight loss, Michelle, did you, how, has your skin retracted? Do you feel like it's hanging over your stomach? Cause that's a lot of weight. Uh, it's funny because at first, um, you know, after you have babies, you have that little pooch, you know, yes. the little baby yes. pooch. Yes. And I thought, you know, my back, like, I can't explain it. I didn't do much exercise other than just like, I did a bit of jogging, walking and like mowing the lawn in Florida. Um, but which is like I didn't Olympic do event. any like specific exercises to my back and all of a sudden all my back fat was just gone. Wow. And I'm like that's crazy. And then mm-hmm. I'm like noticing other areas of my body just tightening up naturally and I'm like mm-hmm. how is this like this is crazy. Like this can't be. But, you know, yeah, my body has totally changed its body recomposition and, you know, I I am definitely smaller now than when I got married and I'm the exact same weight. Is that right? Isn't that Yeah, because I put my wedding I, dress, I'll put my wedding dress on. Oh, it's too big. There's tons of room oh, in it. Oh, I love that. So <laughs> you said you dieted. Were you a cereal dieter that you did? Diet Center, Weight Watchers, all the things? Um, I never did Weight Watchers. I was pretty much like, I'm going to do whatever uh, you know, is the latest trend. So I I did South beach diet one time, which actually wasn't that bad, but it was a little, it was very kind of restrictive, actually very restrictive now that I think of it. Um, I tried like keto. I could not do keto. Um, it made me super like, I just couldn't do it. it My body didn't like it. Yeah. And didn't lose a pound. Yeah. So, and then, yeah, it didn't work. So then, um, you know, I've been on like, the cabbage soup diet. That was yeah. <laughs> a really long time ago. Um, and then like after I had my kid, my first son, I knew this girl who was doing a multi-level marketing uh, thing. And she was selling these wraps that were supposed to shrink your stomach or something. I, I remember and seeing those. Yeah. It was really convincing, right? And so yeah. I, I sort of jumped on that. I'm so ashamed to say it. Um, and I, tr- I tried to, to be one of these MLM people and sell people these wraps. And then they had all of these supplements to help you lose weight. They had this one that was supposed to, you could eat all the carbs you wanted, and it was supposed to flush the carbs out of you. I mean, give me a break. So that didn't work. Then there was another one that was how supposed to make you FDA, burn more calories. <laughs> right, but how does the FDA or FDC, FTC not regulate that stuff? Because I, I see someone, I got an email from someone the other day about her car blocker or whatever mm-hmm. she called it. And I went, yeah, it, it, yeah. I mean, so I, does I, anyone you know, ever lose five pounds? Did you lose any weight doing any of that? No. Listen, right. I lost maybe a couple pounds here or there. But honestly, now that I look back, it was probably just a natural fluctuation fluctuation in my weight right you know and I didn't like some of my clothes started to fit better did the wraps work for you know tightening your skin yeah if you have like a photo shoot and you have to like 
go quick about it, but they're not, it's not a permanent fix or anything. Um, you know, it's just, again, snake oil and yeah. fasting yeah. is free. We don't need any fasting. supplements. We isn't just that don't. Wonderful? It's yeah, isn't that absolutely wonderful? the best. Now, have you turned your focus now into coaching people? I'm trying to. Yeah, I've, I've had a few clients and I really enjoy it because I have a support group on Facebook that I've been doing for a couple of years. And so I'm like, well, I've been doing this for free for so long. I, right. you know, it, I would like to just be a, like a one-on-one kind of coach. So I'm, I'm getting there and I'm trying to take steps to um, make myself more, like have the certifications that I need and all that. So that's, to come, but I do have a website now and, you know, mm. I'm taking certain steps to get there. Okay. I'll put all that in the show notes. What's your yeah. website? Is it clean fasting it's, mama? It's actually, um, fast and fabulous podcast.com. Okay. Oh, that's right. Cause you're a podcaster too. I'm a newer podcaster. I am. Yeah. Well, it's just getting the word out because, again, yeah. podcasts are free and people can listen. Now, one thing I want to encourage you about is you don't have to. I, I am certified through the Institute for Integrative Nutrition in New York for health coaching, mm-hmm. but they don't mm-hmm. cover anything on fasting. So my fasting expertise is from the School of Hard Knocks of reading the books, getting the science. Yeah. You have it. So I, I give you permission. I hereby Thank grant you. you queenhood of the fasting world and I knighted you and you can uh, whatever they call it um you can start doing it because this is what I've learned in the beginning I remember thinking because I was still on the radio when I was on the radio at a morning show I would tell people about fasting so I was giving yeah I was coaching them and people would still say oh I started in 2017 when you were on the radio and then I would think well why would I charge anybody and then someone stopped me and said Venus Williams the greatest athlete in the world still pays a coach to coach her because we all have blind spots and yeah. we just want someone sometimes to be hold us accountable that we're on the right track. Cause there are questions in the beginning about fasting that you think this is crazy that I haven't eaten in 20 hours and I'm not dead. Right. And you just need someone to bounce it off. They'll say, you won't die. You'll be fine. Yeah. You're going to be okay. Or you're going to be, you okay. know, there's a lot of people out there too that like start out fasting and they don't have a support system or maybe their families like thinks they're crazy or starving themselves yeah. or they have an eating disorder or something. And, um, they get, you know, I've, I've had people come to me and be like, my family thinks I have an eating disorder yeah. because I'm mm-hmm. intermittent fasting. I'm like, mm-hmm. Oh Lord, you know, and oh, no. there's people like that who just really need somebody to like hold their hand, be supportive, mm-hmm. um, give them tips and tricks uh, my goal is to not have a client be with me for, you know, years right. on end. I want right. to set you up so you can do this yourself and push and you set out, you right. free like a bird. You know, I feel the same way. And yeah. it's funny. I, I tell people that, um, after my five weeks, I'll say, okay, go fly. And they'll go, yeah. but what if we need you? I go, you can still email me, call me. I said, but I said, yeah. you are if you've done five weeks and we've been through all the science, you have all the knowledge. Now yeah. it's up to you. Yeah. I mean, I really yeah. do feel like Glinda, the good witch at this point where she says, Dorothy, <laughs> and get back to that Oz. <laughs> yes, that's right. Get, get on your way. Well, you're doing a great job Thank and you. you're encouraging people. Let me ask you, are you married now? I am. I'm married. I've been married. Did your for- husband do it? Uh, yes, he, he is a okay. faster. He has been fasting as long as I have. However, yeah. he kind of hit a plateau for a long time, I over a year. But he was through a lot. His dad passed away and stuff, and he's oh, got an yeah. um, aging mother who has onset yeah. dementia. Stressful. So there's oh. a lot going on in his life. But recently, he wanted me to coach him, and I've tried in the past. Yeah, I've tried in the past, and it's, you know, husband and wife, it could get a little squirrely, and uh, he doesn't want to listen to me sometimes. So, But he's like, I promise, I'm going to do what you say this time. (laughs) I was like, okay, read the book. He hasn't read the book yet. Okay, it's still in there. It's still on his desk. I think he's getting through it because he'll start to say to me certain phrases from the book like, did you know (laughs) this or did you know that? And I'm like, oh, he's finally reading it. Uh Finally. You know, uh, the Bible says that a prophet is without honor in his own hometown. So sometimes I I am going, why aren't you asking me? Because I got the answer here. So, But it helps that you're on the same. My husband and I have pretty much 
the same fasting schedule. Um, he helps. obviously, yeah, weighs more than I do, and he's very fit, and so he needs more nutrition. So sometimes he might have to have another yeah. something later, which is fine. I mean, again, I'm yeah. not here to judge what he's doing, but sure. we're not completely in sync, but we're pretty close. We're we're That's aligned wonderful. in that parallel when you're that way. Yeah. Yeah. So how many years have you been married now? Eleven. Eleven That's years. That's great. That's yeah. great. Keep going, girl. Go Thank all the way. You. It's we're, worth it. It's, a, you know, marriage is work and you got to put the work in. Such work. There are days that I just wanted to cash mine in. So we're at 35 years, 35 years for us. So. Congratulations. Thank that you. is Thank awesome. You. Thank wow. you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, you're doing a great job. You're a great encouragement you. to my listeners and we'll Thank link you, even your podcast. Let me put that down here. I have to write these show notes because ADD, you know, I'll forget. <laughs> um, but we'll put all that in the show notes. But you're doing a great job, Michelle. Thanks, Lisa. Thank you so much for having me on. It's truly been an honor. I really, really, really appreciate it. Thanks for listening to the Lisa Fisher Said Podcast. Be sure to hit subscribe and download all the episodes and leave a review, won't you? The Lisa Fisher Said Podcast is produced by ClantonCreative.com.